warning is now in force. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top story is police and hospitals prepare for the worst as thousands of people are expected at an illegal rally in Yunlong. The Philippines is hit by deadly earthquakes and the Trump administration is cleared to use military funds to build a wall on the Mexico border. Barriers have been placed around Yunlong police station ahead of today's planned march. As Alex Price reports, thousands of people are expected to turn out despite a police ban. The rally, which was banned by police, was organised in protest at last week's violent scenes in Yunlong MTR station, where gangs of suspected triads in white T-shirts attacked passengers and commuters. The Government Information Service has urged people going to today's rally to abide by the law. It also called on people not to abuse the 999 emergency service and offered a hotline for anyone suffering emotional distress. Despite the police ban, it's expected that thousands of people will turn up in response to online calls to go there for shopping and dining as a way to get around the ban on the rally. The protest march was called in response to last Sunday's violence, but police denied permission for a march, saying they feared it would lead to clashes between protesters and villagers. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, says hospitals in the new territories are taking special measures in case of any clashes during the Yunlong march. The Papa Hospital and also the Tumun Hospital has uh, taken into uh, consideration the uh, possible number of casualties and so therefore they have uh, tried to increase the number of healthcare professionals as well as uh, the uh, bed uh, allocation so that in case there are casualties that they will be able to manage. Also the uh, hospital authority head office uh, have also uh, initiated their uh, centre in terms of looking at these mass gathering situations situation and uh, continuous monitoring is uh, in progress. About 100 people had to be evacuated after a deadly fire broke out in Shek Lei estate in Kwai Chung this morning. Firefighters were called at around 8.10am to deal with the blaze on the ninth floor of Shek Yi House. It took about half an hour before the fire was brought under control. A body was later found inside the flat. In the Philippines, at least eight people have been killed and dozens more injured when twin earthquakes struck the island of Itbayat in northern Batanes archipelago. The BBC's Howard Johnson reports from Manila. Today's earthquake affected many of the island's renowned Spanish colonial era buildings, including the bell tower of the Catholic Santa Maria Church. Photos posted on social media showed locals helping to clear rubble from affected buildings. Itbayat is the Philippines' northernmost inhabited island. It's marooned out in the Philippine Sea, 200 kilometers away from neighboring Taiwan. The U.S. Supreme Court has cleared the way for the Trump administration to use Pentagon funds to build sections of the president's promised border wall with Mexico. It means officials can access $2.5 billion from the military budget to strengthen existing barriers. The BBC's Chris Buckler reports from Washington. Earlier this year, President Trump declared a national emergency because of what he said was a crisis at America's southern border. He argued that allowed him to use money from existing government funds to build a huge barrier between the US and Mexico. That's despite the fact that Congress did not authorise the billions of dollars to be spent on the project. The Supreme Court has now ruled that the Trump administration can go ahead with its plans, overturning a decision by a lower court. In a post on Twitter, Mr Trump, who campaigned for the presidency with a promise to build a border wall, said that the ruling was a big win for security and the rule of law. 
Meanwhile, President Trump and the new British Prime Minister Boris Johnson have spoken of their hopes for an ambitious bilateral trade deal if Britain leaves the European Union as scheduled by the end of October. Mr Trump said he thought it would be a very substantial deal. However, the powerful Speaker of the US House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, has made it clear that Congress will not approve any trade agreement if Brexit jeopardises the terms of the Irish peace accord. And President Trump says he'll soon announce substantial reprisals against France for its new digital tax on major tech firms. In a tweet, he spoke of President Emmanuel Macron's foolishness and said if anybody taxed such American companies, it should be the US. Speaking to reporters, he said he's considering imposing tariffs on French wine. I might. I might. So France put on a a tax on our companies. You know that. And... Wrong, wrong thing to do. They should not have done it. So I may do that. I may. I've always liked American wines better than French wines, even though I don't drink wine. I just like the way they look. Okay, but the American wines are great. American wines are great, and uh, they didn't do the right thing when they start taxing our companies. We tax our companies. They don't tax our companies. You're listening to RTHK. The time is a little after five minutes past one. A balcony and a staircase have collapsed in a nightclub in the South Korean city of Gwangju, killing two people. At least 17 others were injured, nine of them international competitors at the World Swimming Championships. The BBC's Laura Bicker reports. A balcony and a staircase inside the club collapsed in the early hours of the morning as hundreds of people were dancing and enjoying a night out. Two South Koreans were taken to hospital with serious injuries. They later died. Several athletes competing at the World Swimming Championships were inside the club. They included water polo teams celebrating the end of the competition. The New Zealand men's water polo captain, Matt Small, told Radio Sport that the team were dancing when they just dropped five or six metres as the balcony collapsed. Russian police have continued acting against independent and opposition politicians, raiding the offices of several on the eve of a big demonstration planned for Moscow on Saturday. They have been banned from taking part in September's local elections. Politicians, including allies of the prominent opposition activist Alexei Navalny, said their campaign headquarters had been searched. A British man who was instrumental in foiling a worldwide computer virus in 2017 has avoided a jail sentence in the United States over malicious hacking charges. 25-year-old Marcus Hutchins was arrested by the FBI and subsequently pleaded guilty to two charges of making malicious software, which prosecutors alleged would have let cyber criminals steal online banking details from Internet users. Yesterday, the judge in Milwaukee praised him for helping the authorities thwart the spread of the virus called won a cry and said he would be supervised for the next year but was allowed to return to Britain. Sport and freak weather in the Alps has severely disrupted the closing stages of the world's most prestigious cycling race, the Tour de France. Yesterday, a hailstorm and landslide curtailed racing just after the riders had climbed the highest peak in this year's race. The road conditions had become too dangerous for the peloton to continue to the finish. The risk of further landslides has meant that today's stage will be shortened. Journalist Francoise Tomazo has been up the mountain covering the competition. The hailstorm that actually stopped the race was like, you know, tennis ball-sized hailstones, and uh, and actually there was a mudslide from the, uh, the very spot where the hailstorm took place, and there was absolutely no way for the race to, to, to proceed. 
cricket now, and England skittled Ireland for just 38 to win their one-off test by 143 runs, crushing the visitors' hopes of a stunning upset. Ireland, playing only their third test, were chasing just 182 runs at Lords, but they didn't get close, lasting just 94 balls as Chris Wokes took a a career-best six wickets for 17 runs, and Stuart Broad returned figures of four for 19. Ireland's second-inning score was the seventh-lowest total of all time. However, there are concerns over England's batting going into the five-match Ashes series. And now it's time to look ahead to the weekend's football action with the BBC's Rob Schofield. Europe's top club's pre-season preparations continue this weekend. Barcelona, still wrangling with Atletico Madrid over the transfer of Antoine Griezmann, faced Japanese side Vissel Kobe. It's not all well at the new Camp when it comes to transfers. Barca announcing a fall in profits, not helped by their struggle to offload a number of players. A return to the club for PSG forward Neymar is beginning to look increasingly unlikely. Griezmann's old side face a much sterner test in the International Champions Cup, their new-look team take on Real Madrid, two of Europe's biggest spenders this off-season looking to prove their credentials after an inconsistent campaign. Gareth Bale's future has been making the headlines with Zinedine Zidane accused of disrespecting the Welshman this week. He's confirmed Bale is close to leaving the Bernabeu in a move that would benefit all parties. You feel there'll be a few late twists in these transfer sagas before August's deadline. Like Barca, Manchester City take on a Japanese outfit in Yokohama FM just a week out from the community Shield curtain raiser with Liverpool at Wembley. Jurgen Klopp's side take on Napoli and Lyon before then. As for Arsenal, they play Lyon in the Emirates Cup on Sunday. Domestic football may be a couple of weeks away, but still plenty of games to look forward to this week. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Police and hospitals prepare for the worst as thousands of people are expected at an illegal rally in Yunlong. The Philippines is hit by deadly earthquakes and the Trump administration is cleared to use military funds to build a wall on the Mexico border. The news from RTHK. Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have two special musical themes on offer. First, we have two featured albums, her debut album, plus its remix version from rebel singer-songwriter Lydia Kepinski. And a selection of hot new tracks from other places on the planet. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with our first musical theme, our two featured albums from Quebec, Montréal singer-songwriter Lydia Kepinski. She came on to the scene with a big splash last year with her debut album, Premier Juin, name of the album and the title track, translates as the 1st of June, her birth date. And it was followed up this year with a remix album, every single track off her debut album, Remixed. So we put the two albums together and play each track, followed immediately by their remixed version. So the first track off her debut album was this next one called Les Routes Indolores, which would translate as The Painless Roads. She describes that as non-love and death as being the subjects of uh, those that album. The remixed version which will follow immediately is uh, the remix version by Molly Gum DJ. Let's have a listen to Lydia Kepinski, born on the 1st of June. <laughs> 